This is the High School Football America podcast for June the 8th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrap, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and faster speed than Huddle Sideline. Plus, GameStrat has awesome customer service along with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And right now, GameStrat is offering a discount of up to $200, which means it's even cheaper than Huddle Sideline. Plus, GameStrat is making it risk-free. If you make the switch now and there isn't a 2020 season, your money will roll right into 2021. No risk and you can't beat that, but you do have to act by June the 30th. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Heading to Tennessee and there's actually football taking place in the Volunteer State. I got Kevin Creasy along with us, the head coach at uh, Oakland High School. They found their way in the top 100, uh, top 100 a couple of times in the last uh, two years, top 25 a couple of years ago, last year number 73. Coach, welcome to uh, our, our podcast. It's now a Zoom cast, I guess. Uh, welcome here and I bet you you're happy to be on the field right now. <laughs> we are. And uh, nothing against Zoomcast. I've had my fill of Zoomcast and and uh, all that for the last eleven weeks. But uh, we hit the field last Monday, and uh, we were able to uh, go all week long. And and we hit the field this morning as well. Uh, so tell me a little bit about you know because I know every st- state is a little nuanced. So you know safety is is front and, and foremost, right? So what are you guys doing there in Tennessee? Uh, you know, they've kind of left it up to individual uh, school districts and uh, going county by county. And our school district, as uh, you know, we've cited on the, uh, well, we've erred on the side of caution. And we're doing a good job of, of uh, just making our parents feel safe, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, because they're, they're turning their kids over to us and they're trusting us. Uh, so we've set up, uh, you know, these, these guys, these coaches to uh, take temperatures. You know, we've got the, the nice little thermometer that takes a temperature across your forehead. And, and so we've got coaches uh, meeting these guys. And, and uh, it, after the temperature is a, is a certain uh, qualification to surpass that coach, then they're asked five questions, uh, same five questions every day about, you know, if you've been, you know, known anybody exposed to COVID, you got any of the symptoms. And, and uh, so we go through those questions. And we've been able to separate our guys as well. We're in groups of 10, and that includes uh, a coach. So it's uh, pretty much nine players and one coach. And then we've got our our younger JV guys coming in in a different session. Uh, And then we've got our freshmen coming in at night. Uh, And to tell you the truth, you know, it's probably a blessing in disguise. You know, we're so behind like everybody else because of of spring ball. Uh, But to to get – individual attention you know uh not just with those nine guys that are going to be varsity players but we're getting to coach up our jv guys more than they've ever had individual attention <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, a blessing in disguise and then i get to uh go and see our freshmen a lot of times you know especially during the season they're practicing the same time we are and so i don't really get to see them except on games so uh it's really it's really been a true uh blessing in disguise because I'm getting to coach up freshmen. I'm getting to coach up our JV guys. And then our varsity guys are getting more individual than they've ever, ever gotten before. 
So every coach out there watching this, uh, obviously probably envy of you guys there in Tennessee. Texas started today. Some schools down here in Georgia did. So probably a lot of them want to have the the answer to this question because they're all asking, you know, are are my kids out there doing what they're supposed to be doing as far as conditioning? What to, How would you grade the kids that came back? I'm sure there's a spectrum there, right? Well, you know, um, a lot of times we get what we inspect instead of what we expect. So we've uh, given out a lot of workouts uh, during this time. And, 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 you know, there's always been a few guys that they're going to do whatever you tell them to do. And then there's going to be guys that are going to do about half as much. And then there's going to be some guys that uh, they're like me. They caught the COVID 19s, and I mean 19 pounds worth, you know, on <laughs> some weight myself. So I can't say much to the kids. But because of that, we've really uh, taken we've taken a gradual approach to getting these guys back into shape. Um, you know, we're not able to to put on pads and and uh, hit dummies and pads and and those sort of things. Uh, we're doing a good job of cleaning everything that we're touching. Uh, but we've been able to get those guys out in the sun. We've been able to to run those guys and and go through some football specific stuff. Uh, but then we've been able to get them in our weight room. And, and uh, you know, during this time, our guys had to be real creative on what they were lifting. You know, some guys uh, were fortunate enough to have their own gyms in the garage or what have you. But uh, most of our guys had to put some, you know, weights or rocks into uh, a book bag or, you know, lift a cinder block or, you know, do their, their box jumps on, on their steps outside. They had to get creative. Now they're all they're great. They're, they're happy to be back. It's amazing. The attendance we've had, I mean, it was uh, 99% or hundred percent attendance every day. They're just so happy to be back, even though we're working them so hard. Uh, but with that being said, once they get out of the weight room, every coach goes and, and, and we're wiping down, you know, the bars that they used or we're wiping down, you know, whatever uh, area they were uh, laying on or uh, whatever they were doing in the weight room. Uh, we've got a lot of cleaning supplies that our school districts provided for us, and we're taking advantage of it. And like I said, the biggest thing is we want these guys to take it serious, and uh, we want them to realize uh, that when they go home, they're telling their parents how we are taking uh, really good care of them. That's uh, good to hear. Uh, this was never in a coaching manual, as I say to everybody. No, no COVID-19, do this, do that, and all that. Um, Coach, before we turn to, to some real football, let's let's talk a little bit about what you said there at the beginning, which is, you know, you've got the autonomy to kind of set your, your tone here the way you do things. Now, does that mean that, that you've got a phase one, two, or three, or do you still have to follow that? And if you do have the autonomy to do phase one, two, three, what does that look like for the coaches around the country that are they're still trying to figure out what does COVID-19 high school football look like in 2020? Right. And, and to tell you the truth, there are certain uh, parts of the state that uh, are working with bigger groups than just groups of 10. And so it is a little different in different parts of the state. You know, Tennessee uh, geography, we're stretched 500 miles wide. Uh, so there's a lot of range of, of different areas and we're in a pretty populous area uh, certain parts of our county have, have been hit pretty hard. And, and so uh, I expected us to kind of take it slow at first. And uh, we're glad, you know, we're glad that we're taking it slow at first. And it's one of those deals where you're not really at a huge disadvantage because everybody that we're playing is going through the same stuff that we're going through. Yeah. And so I think we just want to be smart about it. We want to, we want to make sure that we're careful. And the biggest thing is 
you know, we don't want to do anything that will screw up our chances of having a season. Uh, so uh, we, we want this thing to, uh, you know, and I know it's going to be hard for it to go away, but we want to make sure that we're, we're doing our part to uh, not increase the cases in our, in our area. And uh, I think a lot of coaches are being smart because they're just like us. They want a season and they want people to feel safe coming to a ball game. They want to feel safe sending their kids, you know, to play. Uh, and we want the stands filled, you know. We want to be able to have uh, Friday nights, you know, at least similar to the way they were uh, last year. So what what gets you to the next phase, which is, again, not pushing that gas pedal to the floor, but, I mean, will there be a moment where helmets and pads go on, maybe no contact? Uh, have you thought about that? Has the state given you any direction? Um, you know, our, our uh, state association, TWSAA, uh, they've laid out some guidelines for us. Uh, they're similar to some CDC guidelines. And, and, and like I said, they have kind of turned it over to individual school districts. And um, I think our governor has, has allowed groups of 50 now. And, and so uh, we're a little bit behind on that. But we would, like I said, we're ready. Caution <laughs> and, and just want to make sure uh, that, that we're, uh, we're doing everything we can to uh, make sure that we're safe during this time. And, and then we have a dead period coming up. I'm not sure how many states um, have a dead period in which uh, our state association voted on it last week. Uh, to kind of get rid of it because, uh, you know, we've had so much time off, uh, you know, just to kind of uh, get rid of the two-week period uh, that we have off. And, and there was a, a big controversy over that. I mean, it was it split up the coaches uh, uh, evenly. And, and a matter of fact, they had 12, 12 people on their council vote, and it was a 6-6 tie uh, to get rid of it. So uh, we're actually going to keep the dead period. And so, um, you know, the three weeks that we're going to have to work with them in June, then we're going to have two weeks off, and then we're going to hit it again in July. So uh, that that definitely makes it uh, challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, got them back, and then you're going to have two weeks off. Uh, but, you know, a lot of coaches and families of players have planned uh, vacation, and, and, and you know, we, we definitely want uh, everyone to have a chance to see family and, and um, you know, a chance to, to go – hang out together but you know a lot of us uh, we've hung out plenty and talk <laughs> about you but uh, oh, yeah. my wife was really happy to see that I was going back to work a little bit <laughs> get your whistle and get out the door Kevin right. <laughs> some of the thoughts on it so let's this is this has been my favorite part over the last two months where we stopped talking about COVID at least we're talking football with you we flipped the switch to you know 2020 and I've been Mr. Positive throughout this I believe there will will be a football season I think this is a, a real good sign to that so um, you know I keep t- telling this to coaches and I, I think you might agree with me you know while no one wanted two months away from each other you could also find some leadership out of this right some guys that were doing what they were supposed to like you were talking about and all that so just pure away from it guys that were doing things that you think will lead to leadership in the locker room and on the field do you have any names for us uh, kids that you think really stood out during this down period absolutely yes uh, we've had uh, great leadership and a lot of it is with our seniors you know uh, Graham Keating uh, Alex Jones are two returning starters for us on the O-line uh, you know, I saw those guys had a video posted on on Twitter where they're pushing a truck. You know, uh, hopefully the person in there is uh, ready to push the brake in case they gave out up the hill. But uh, they did a really good job of of just trying to get some uh, O linemen together. I think they had a barbell or two, and you know, had a garage kind of set up. Uh, and they all lived close to each other, so that was 
that was good leadership. And then, of course, uh, we've had some uh, quarterbacks that that have always, uh, you know, pushed each other. And uh, we've we've got two good quarterbacks, Victor Stevenson and uh, Ian. Uh, my guy Ian is is also our long snapper, uh, but I want to make sure that I, I, I'll tell you that he is in competition. Okay, <laughs> Ian and Victor Stevenson are in great competition with each other uh, to be the quarterback. So uh, they've uh, worked together, and of course they've tried to get uh, certain parts to throw a little bit. But you know, at the end of the day, um, you know the rumor is they got kicked out of some parks. <laughs> So they did kind of like I did with my seventh grade son. They just went to their backyard. So I spent a lot of time away from the facilities. We spent a lot of time in the backyard. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of cool to see it go back to what it was, you know. Yeah. Returning to the good old days. <laughs> you know, football's almost turned into 12 months a year. Uh, with that break, I thought it was pretty neat because, you know, there's a lot of times I don't have time, you know, sit there with my own son and, and get in the backyard and throw it. So it was you know, like I said, there's been a lot of bad uh, to this whole deal, and and you know, uh, you know, we're still thinking and praying for all the families that have, have lost relatives during this whole deal. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's been a blessing uh, in some aspects as far as getting to spend time with your family. Yeah, well, I always tell that to the fans out there. You don't understand anymore what uh, high school football coaches do and how they spend more time with their their players sometimes than their own kids. So that's really well thought out there. And by the way, I'm glad you didn't lose your coaches speak there during that off time. You, you're able to get that competition. <laughs> That's right. Competition makes the world go round. That's what we it, tell them. It, it sure does. So I, I mentioned at the top, we've been happy to have you uh, in our algorithm in our uh, high school football America 100 the last couple of years. Uh, last year, you may want it to have been higher, but you, you guys got pretty darn closer getting to the state semis and all that. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, this year's squad, what you're looking at. What do you return on both sides of the ball? What are some of the boxes you want to check in, in, in fall ball during camp? Uh, yeah, you know, we're coming off uh, a really good season. You know, I think we were number 25 in your algorithm when we took mm-hmm. up and in the fourth round of the playoffs. But uh, to uh, Maryville, Tennessee's credit, uh, they had a heck of a football team. They went the next week and won the state championship with a running clock. I mean, that tells you that they were up 35 points in the state championship game. So they they had a running clock going in the state championship. That should tell you what kind of opponent we ran into. Mm-hmm. Heck of a game. Uh, you know, had our chances right there at the very end, but it was always a battle with those guys. We got them the year before. They got us this past year. And, uh, you know, we've got kind of a younger team coming back. Uh, but we feel like uh, we've got certain pieces to the puzzle that that will help us get uh, a, a big playoff run. Hopefully, uh, we'll get back and and uh, we'll learn a lot of lessons from that fourth round loss last year. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you got to go through that Maryville Rebel team, and mm-hmm. you know, when uh, oh my goodness, I'm not sure, 15, 16 state championships. A lot. I think you're right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've got a we've got a lot of respect for those guys, and 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 a lot of times it, it seems like uh, that's that's the opponent you got to get through to get a state championship. But right now, uh, we've got a tough schedule in our regular season, so we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, you know, and that's not just Coach Beach. We we we've uh, we've got a tough tough schedule, and uh, there's a lot of people in our region that we may have to see twice. You know, we we went through sometimes our own region in the playoffs. 
and there are some uh, tough guys that are between us and Maryville. So uh, we're definitely, uh, you know, worried about just uh, finishing up our regular season and uh, putting ourselves in good position for the playoffs. Got some guys that 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 are going to help us uh, along the way uh, that played a lot, you know, last year because we had several times where we had leads and we got mm-hmm. some guys in. And so we're happy about that. But uh, the the uh, 6A level at Tennessee this year is is uh, as competitive as it's ever been. Well, let's get some names there. You know, we're, we're, we're doing more video now. Uh, the podcast, you can go on and on. But, you know, I got to get you to rack your brain here so people see you think so you don't forget anybody. But uh, I know you got a, a pretty darn good running back there. You got some, some talent there. And, and I know defensively you guys are always rock solid. So pick a side to, to start with and give us some names. Antonio Patterson is a really good running back for us. Oh my goodness, his brother played for us a few years back and and did a great job. And and they're really similar. Uh, just uh, can catch out of the backfield. Uh, does a really good job of blocking. Does a really good job of running the ball. And and he's a guy that we're definitely going to feed the ball to this year. Uh, really impressed with him. And then of course, you know, you put him together with our our two quarterbacks. You know, Victor and Ian uh, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's kind of a dual threat with those guys, and and uh, Xavier Patterson, no relation to Antonio, is 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 a good receiver for us coming back. Expecting big things out of him. Um, we've got a, a, a experienced offensive line. You know, I mentioned a couple. Uh, Alex Jones started every game for us. He's a six six, three hundred pound kid that that um, we had you know fourteen games under his belt, but right down the line is also a guy that uh, started every game as a sophomore and junior, and he's coming back. And, uh, I mean, you can't replace experience. You know, you either got it or you don't. Uh, So Graham Keating has started uh, 29 games for us, and uh, hopefully we'll start a lot more and and been real lucky, you know, staying injury-free. So so we got some solid guys coming back on offense. Uh, definitely looking to lean on our defense like we always have. Uh, have an underclassman, Ethan McLaurin, uh, probably going to be one of the next big names coming out of Oakland. Uh, started every game as a sophomore, and he has put together well. Uh, 6'3", 230-pound defensive end. Uh, he's going to make a lot of noise and, and did really good as a sophomore. So uh, as a junior, uh, we're expecting, you know, huge things out of him. Uh, even though there wasn't uh, a lot of, you know, there's not college camps this year, uh, but if there were, his his stock would have just rose because just looking from the eye test, he is a good-looking dude, but he's a, a good character kid, makes great grades, and makes a heck of a lot of plays on Friday night. So Ethan McLaurin is definitely the name you're going you're gonna to have to notice if you're going to play Oakland. You're going to have to see where he's lined up every play. Uh, but – uh, definitely, definitely a young secondary, you know, got a lot of guys that are competing right now. Uh, we've got three of the four spots in the secondary wide open. Uh, we've, we've got about nine guys competing for it. All right. So, uh, right now we're, we're expecting big things out of Victor Stevenson who plays on both sides of the ball. You know, a lot of times at these bigger schools, you don't play on both sides of the ball, but somebody as talented as Victor, uh, we're making sure that he's on both sides of the ball. And like I said, it's not just offensive defense for us. Uh, we've always had a solid special teams game. Uh, our last two kickers have, have gotten uh, scholarships, and uh, we're expecting Trey Turk, our, our kicker slash punter, to get a scholarship 
uh, this being his senior year. He started last year for us. Uh, we've kind of got a, a good thing rolling with our, our special teams. We've got uh, a couple long snappers that have gone on and done good things, and and we've got uh, uh, two kickers in a row. And like I said, it's about to be three. Uh, he's one of the top punters in the nation. Uh, so it, it's a it's a good problem to have to have all this talent. But we're we're definitely uh, pleased to have a lot of it competing against each other. You know, uh, I, like I said, Trey's one of the best around. But we got some underclassmen, you know, that are competing with him every day and making him better. So it, it's uh, it, it's looking like your typical Oakland team. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll put ourselves in good position, you know, to to make a good playoff run and and uh, we'll see we'll see if we learned anything from last year. <laughs> no doubt about that. I've enjoyed watching the growth of your program. Obviously, depth when you start building a program is important. It sounds like you guys are definitely at that point. I, I know during the offseason, um, during COVID, we, we wrote a story. There was a GoFundMe account, one of your players, uh, and it hit close to my heart because I had a stroke uh, back in 2014. Can you tell the, the people out there watching this a little bit about that young man and how he's doing? Yes. His, his name's Eddie Willis. Um, did a really good job for us last year. Um, played a little bit of offense, played a whole lot of defense. Uh, he's a safety for us and a heck of a player. Uh, loves football. You know, he's one of those guys that doesn't have an enemy in the world. Uh, so it was obvious that when they started the GoFundMe for him, you know, they put the goal at $1,000. Uh, you know, I knew that would be hit pretty quick, you know, and, and I appreciate the young lady that did it for him. And, and I think it ended up being over 10,000. And, and, you know, it was scary because a lot of people didn't want to go to the ER uh, or hospitals uh, during this COVID outbreak. And, and uh, you know, for, for Eddie, it was just one of those deals. I actually checked in on him that day and uh, asked him how he's doing. And, and the guy was out fishing. And I was like, man, that is awesome. I didn't even know you fished. And <laughs> it's, uh, there's nothing else to do. And it wasn't. 30, 45 minutes later, and luckily he was fishing with a buddy of his uh, that he just, uh, you know, started reacting and, and and the buddy didn't know anything else to do except, you know, dial 911, called his mom, and they rushed him rushed him to the ER. And, and with all the COVID restrictions, they would only let his mom in. And, uh, you know, it was kind of weird because, you know, she probably could use some comfort at the time. You know, she's seeing her, her mm-hmm. year-old. Uh, go through, uh, you know, all these things that people go through with a stroke. I've had uh, my dad, he's had two of them. And, and you know, it's scary when you, you know, especially you're losing half half of uh, your functions of one side of your body. Mm-hmm. And he's still recovering. Uh, he got out of the hospital in about uh, eight days, I think. Eight days he spent in the hospital. And, and of course, his mother had to had to stay there with him. But she was the only one that was allowed to see him. You know, so it really scared a lot of our players because they weren't able to really uh, go see him and communicate with him like they wanted to. Uh, but he's he's going through a lot of rehab right now. Now, he claims that he's going to play uh, football because it's his senior year, and and uh, we're uh, we're going to take it slow with him, of course. And, and he's got a lot of rehab to do to, yeah. you know, just kind of get back to normal. But he's a fighter, and he's a worker, and, and it wouldn't surprise me. If anybody's going to do it, you know, it would be him. Uh, the chances, I think, uh, of someone his his age having a stroke is one in two hundred fifty thousand. Like that, uh, so it's it's something that's very rare, and you don't hear a lot about youngsters going through that. But then you heard that that COVID, uh, you know, may may lead to some of that as well. 
but he was tested for that. He was cleared of that. Uh, it was just one of those things that, you know, luckily somebody was with him and it probably saved his life. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully uh, in a, in a few months, he'll, he'll be back and, and uh, maybe be hundred percent. Oh yeah. Prayers are with him. It's a great story. I didn't want to kind of close out without getting him in and getting an update uh, again, hits close to heart and to the heart right here. And uh, well, man, I, I, I tell you, we, we, we want to say thank you to everyone that supported because you know, I saw a lot of familiar names of, of people that donated to uh, help pay his medical bills. And, of course, you know, the rehab's going to be expensive, too. Uh, and Eddie and, and us, uh, we want to say thank you. And and when he got to come home, we socially distanced and all met him at his front yard and, and gave him a big welcome home. Uh, but we definitely want to tell you that that uh, everybody that contributed, you know, that, that really uh, – struck a, a chord in his heart. He was very thankful for what everybody's done for him. And I, and you know what, that positive attitude of wanting to get out there, even if it's just to put the uniform back on, it doesn't have to get on the field. It's all, it's all positive coach. Just one last thing as we go uh, away from here, thank you for a, taking the time. And, and like I said, I believe there's a 2020 season. So once you finally get to the point where their condition safety is first and foremost, what are some of the things that you're looking out for out of this team? Like you said, you know, you guys know how to win now. It's just a matter of, you know, making sure like, high school football is every year changes so what are those boxes this year you know um i think it's it's one of those deals where we had a lot of guys that you know the big game kind of kind of was a little too much for them i think uh being in those big games help help you as far as getting the experience to play on the road you know i think anytime uh that you're uh trying to make a championship run you're going to have to win a big one on the road and uh, we scheduled seven away games last year just to kind of get used to being on the road and still ended up losing one on the road there at the end of the season. So it's still the same. We're going to have to play big in big ball games. We're going to have to have some guys step up and, and make some big plays in, in some tight situations, you know. Uh, I think uh, that helps us with this uh, conditioning deal that we're doing in June and July. You know, I think our guys uh, – by being here every day and wanting to be pushed, I think you can uh, push guys, you know, to their limits and uh, get those dudes to react well, uh, you know, when adversity does strike. You know, it's not necessarily how much weight we're putting on the barbell this time. Uh, it's not necessarily what plays we're putting in or what coverages or defenses we're running. Right now, it's uh, we're trying to get these guys not just physically back in shape, but we're trying to get them back to as mentally tough as they were when we were doing agilities this spring, we had those guys, uh, they were working hard this spring doing agilities and then boom, you know, there's 11 weeks where we never even got to see them uh, except through a, a Microsoft Teams meeting or something. Uh, so we uh, we definitely want to get the, uh, not just physical aspect uh, of, of being tough back with them, but we want to get the mental toughness back going. And, and I think, uh, you know, being together and, and uh, having, you know, perfect attendance and, and having that 90 degree weather like we had this morning shining down on you I think that'll make you mentally tough uh real quick uh the Georgia humidity is coming and I can feel it right now especially with this light that's blaring in my face coach we appreciate your friendship uh, appreciate everything you do for student athletes be safe be safe but looking forward to a little Tennessee football this year good luck this year
Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, make sure you crank it up on an algorithm a little bit on, on this Tennessee football. Now we, <laughs> we had a couple in the top 50. I think it's time we might have four or five. There we go. Well, like last we talked last year, it's getting better and better. Thanks coach. Again, we want to thank Kevin Creasy, the head coach at Oakland high school in Murfreesboro, Tennessee for joining us here on the high school football America podcast. That's brought to you by the great new app, Small Player, Big Play, an age-appropriate, sports-focused social media platform designed to showcase and connect young athletes, parents, coaches, and friends. On Small Player, Big Play, young athletes have the ability to utilize the app and share interests and accomplishments on this safe and highly secure social media platform. It features live streaming with game day highlights and lucrative fundraising opportunities for your school and your team. Download the Small Player Big Play app on Google Play and from the Apple App Store. I'm Jeff Fisher, and you've been listening to the High School Football America podcast.